1: President Trump continued to try to distance himself from Michael Cohen in tweets this morning. That follows a weekend in which Democrats, like Congressman Adam Schiff, said that Trump could face impeachment and even jail time over his connection to the hush money payments Cohen pleaded to.
0: My takeaway is there's a very real prospect that uh, on the day Donald Trump leaves office, the Justice Department uh, may indict him, uh, that he may be the first president uh, in quite some time to face the real prospect of jail time.
1: Joining me is Brad Moss, a partner at Mark Zaid. Brad, do you agree with Schiff? Can the president face indictment when he leaves office? Is he likely to?
2: Yes, I absolutely agree with the congressman and actually uh, former prominent federal prosecutor Andrew McCarthy, uh, who's been a critic of the Russia probe, has nonetheless issued an op-ed that's in Fox News agreeing uh, more or less with Schiff that the president faces significant legal peril, separate from anything that special counsel Mueller is doing with the Russian investigation. He faces possibly his greatest legal peril from this situation with his former attorney, Michael Cohen, and the campaign finance violations and fraud. And if he wasn't the president right now, it's a pretty decent bet that at least he would have been issued what's called a target letter by the Justice Department, letting him know that he's possibly going to be indicted, if not actually already being indicted by this point. He would have almost certainly face some type of scrutiny by now because of the standing guidance that the Justice Department operates under that says a sitting president should not be indicted and cannot be indicted that's kind of spared him at the moment but it certainly forces him to face some serious political problems especially as things develop further and it could result in the Justice Department the federal prosecutors in New York referring a report to the acting attorney general saying we think this needs to be referred to Congress for consideration under the impeachment process, which is the design of the Founding Fathers in terms of removing a president from office.
1: President Richard Nixon was named by the Watergate grand jury as an unindicted co-conspirator. Can that happen to President Trump?
2: Sure. I mean, and I think actually that's more or less a rather reasonable interpretation of what came out of that sentencing memoranda. From the federal prosecutors in the Cohen case, I think it's fair to say that the president is, in fact, at this point, an unindicted co-conspirator. The memorandum very clearly lays out that Mr. Cohen acted at the direction in coordination with his client, which was Donald J. Trump. We know that this was done and in their, their investigation has involved limited use immunity agreements with people at the Trump Organization who cut the checks to reimburse Mr. Cohen, as well as individuals at the National Enquirer who were part of a separate but overlapping criminal conspiracy to do a a similar hush payment agreement with a uh, playboy playmate. This is really serious for the president, and this more than anything could damage him politically.
1: This morning, President Trump tweeted and compared the payments by Cohen to President Obama's campaign paying a fine for campaign reporting violations. Is there a danger that this will be dismissed as just a campaign violation?
2: Marshall, oh, sure. And you certainly have seen some of that political spin. And people who ultimately rely on the president for political support are going to go along those lines. There's going to be an element of tribalism here. Mm-hmm. Certain people in the president's camp will never desert him on that okay. front. They'll say in the end, this is all just, you know, overhyping a campaign finance violation. It's comparing apples to a lug nut. They're nothing similar and not even close to the same type of thing. What happened with the Obama people and it's happened with other campaigns with a failure to properly report what? Called last minute 48 hour notice donations, donations that were otherwise legal. What happened with the Cohen situation, as laid out in the sentencing memoranda, that was a criminal conspiracy to defraud the FEC, defraud the public, and to conceal contributions that themselves were far in excess of the acceptable limits.
1: So, Brett, what about the statute of limitations if Trump wins another election?
2: Yeah, so if he were to win, he was just, if he were to serve out a second full, you know, four-year term, the statute of limitations would have run. So there's two options here. One is that the Justice Department could secure what is, you know, commonly known as a sealed indictment so that the statute of limitations would be, as the term is called, told. And so it wouldn't have lapsed by the time he left office. But there's obviously, given the publicity surrounding this case, it's going to be hard to keep that all under wraps at this point. So I think if the Justice Department truly feels, after they've gotten through all the information, Information they've already been securing from Mr. Cohen and the individuals of the Trump Organization, the National Enquirer. If they truly feel that there is a legal case they could otherwise bring against the president, I think they will draft a report. I think they'll provide it to the acting attorney general with a recommendation that he forward it to Congress for consideration saying, this is outside of our control right now to handle. We cannot simply indict a sitting president under our guidance It is a political question for Congress to debate.
1: In another sentencing memo on Friday, which was Sentencing Memo Day, the Mueller team documented the alleged lies that Paul Manafort told after he agreed to cooperate with them. What did you learn from that
2: filing? Well, more than anything else, it is that despite all the claims of Manafort that they had cut off contact with the White House, we found out that months after he was indicted, he was still coordinating and talking uh, with the White House. And this is someone who has been separately indicted, not only for all his money fraud and tax fraud issues, but for trying to engage in witness tampering. And so you have to wonder, were those discussions between Paul Manafort's team and White House officials, was that additional conspiracy to conceal relevant information? That was that additional conspiracy to obstruct justice. The fact that these people keep doing this makes you wonder where the lawyers are to stomp out this amateurism saying you can't do this. There are certain lines you don't cross. And once he was indicted, no one in the White House, no one in the Trump administration should have taken his call or uh, exchanged any emails with him or anyone on his team.
1: I'm still struggling to understand how Manafort, who knows that has learned from experience that Mueller knows the answers and is following everything that goes on. Why would he think that he could get away with something like this?
2: A lifetime of arrogance and feeling for so many years, for so many decades, that he was above law. I mean, remember, think of how many years ago this money laundering and tax fraud case arguably could have been brought against Paul Manafort has skated by on the thin edge of legality for so many years these guys they get sloppy they get arrogant they think they can pull off anything and you're seeing that with paul manafort the uh, potential witness tempering obstruction of justice they just keep making the same mistakes in the end you know you think about that you think about all the president's men the great line these weren't really smart guys and things got out of control it's the exact same thing
1: here. All right. We all should watch All the President's Men again. Thanks so much, Brad. That's Brad Moss. He's a partner at Mark Zaid. Thanks for listening to the Bloomberg Law Podcast. You can subscribe and listen to the show on Apple Podcasts, SoundCloud, and on Bloomberg.com podcast I'm June Grosso. This is Bloomberg.